Welcome to the Rush Hour Fitness Podcast. This is episode number 29, and I'm your host, Terry, and your co-host, Malcolm, here. Hey, guys, what's going on? So today, we have a special treat for you guys. We actually have a uh, actually guest on the show. So this is our first time having a guest on the show. Uh, we have our guy, uh, Jared. What's your last name, Jared? Decandia. Yeah. How do you say it? Decandia. All right, I'll make sure uh, we say first it. First guest. Yeah, first guest. It should be an honor. This is a very it. special one today. So Jared... Um, yeah, why don't you just, just tell us uh, who you are um, and, what you, and what we're talking about today. So I've been a personal trainer uh, since 2010. I've been working primarily at Equinox. Mm-hmm. I've also been starting my own online training business recently. Um, and my focus is on um, fitness as far as functional training and also fat loss um, as far as fat-based fat loss, what okay. I like to call it. All right. So those are the things that I specialize in. Okay. Yep. So it's uh, keto is what we're talking about here, right? Ketogenic okay. diet. Yeah. Right. So let's go back and uh, we're going to talk about keto. I know we, we discussed on our podcast briefly on different types of diet and keto was one of them. So sure. it's, uh, it's nice to have you here on the podcast and I actually get in more detail because we're actually not that familiar with cool. all the details of keto. Happy to help. Yeah. So let's get started here. Um, okay. Any questions you want to start off? I guess the first question I have is uh, what is keto? Keto. Um, so the ketogenic diet, keto is short for ketogenic diet, is a high fat, moderate protein, low carbohydrate diet. Okay. Um, and so the goal of which is to put your body into a state of ketosis. Mm-hmm. Uh, ketosis is an alternate form of metabolism. Um, all of us can get our energy from either sugar or fat. So you're either a sugar burner or a fat burner. So ketosis is uh, shifting your body to be primarily a fat burner, to be someone who primarily gets their energy to do whatever they have to do, whether it's working out or just getting through your day uh, via fat metabolism. And so that's, that's in a nutshell what keto is. Okay, okay. all right. Why did you choose keto? So for me, I mean, personally, I've always struggled with weight loss. Um, my entire family's overweight. Mm-hmm. I've been overweight for the majority of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was already um, doing a, a low carbohydrate diet okay. uh, around the time when I started to get interested in ketogenic diet. Now, the ketogenic diet is a low-carb diet, mm-hmm. but not all low-carb diets are a ketogenic diet. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, initially, just in all honesty, this was a way for me to try and lose more weight. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had, you know, read, read up on it. And, you know, I think at this point now, everybody knows somebody who's had some success on it. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I just wanted, I wanted to see if this would work for me. Yeah. Um, and that was my main, that was my main uh, reason for getting into keto. Yeah, I remember when I first met you, met you, you explained how, like, you felt as though, like, you were very, like, sensitive to carbs. Yeah. And, um, and then some point, some time down the line, you started to talk more about keto, and then that's when, like, um, you know, I didn't, I never had to ask you, like, what did you read, or what did you, what did you see it on, like, what did you watch, or whatever, I just saw that, I, I don't know, you just started to, um, you know, yeah, get more I into mean, it. I, the first time I really thought about it, I was actually here in Equinox, and somebody had left a book in the personal training office, and it was yeah, called yeah. The Ketogenic Diet. Okay. Okay. I have no idea to this day whose book it was, yeah. but I thought, oh. And I'd heard about it before. Um, but the more I started to research it, the more it started to seem like something really exciting that I wanted to try for myself. Cool. Um, right. And at that time, I was, I was still yo-yoing a little bit with my weight, so I really wanted to, to do something that would bring me down to a better level, especially because I'm a trainer. Yeah. Right? So my livelihood depends on how lean I am in a yeah. certain, certain respect. Right. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. Sure. sure. Now, how do you... Um, I guess know if you're more fat adaptive or you're carb sensitive. Um, I guess that's my question for a lot of people who are like, yeah. yeah. Like how do you who feel? should know if they should try keto or not? Right? Sure. Um, you know, for me, it goes back to the first grade 
um, before first grade, I had no, no weight problems. But mm-hmm. then when I started eating like school lunches, which we know is like a lot of processed stuff. Sure. I don't know, it might have gotten better since then. It was a long yeah. time ago. No, I haven't. Um, no. But as, uh, I don't think I <laughs> as soon as I got into uh, public school and started eating public school food, I started to gain weight tremendously. I got you, okay. And it never got better after that. Mm-hmm. So for people who are carbohydrate sensitive, um, you tend to store a lot of fat, especially in the midsection. Um, which is an indicator that you might have some insulin resistance. So if your entire life you're somebody who's been struggling with weight loss, um, you go on a diet and you lose some weight and then you gain it back Mm -hmm. and you know that everybody else can eat the same thing but it's it's hard, Mm -hmm. Um, that means that you you probably have a genetic predisposition um, and your carbohydrate metabolism might not be as efficient as somebody else's because we're all different. Uh, So for somebody who hears this and thinks, oh, that's me, they might be a good candidate for the ketogenic diet. Yeah, because I, because uh, I ran to the clients before, and they've um, always they always jump to the conclusion of okay, I'm not eating any 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 carbs. Mm-hmm. You know, they always jump to no carbs at all, and where that in their head makes sense. You sure. know, so from there, when you started to talk about keto, I felt like that was more of a a good way, a good route to go in. You know, instead yeah. of saying not having any carbs, just having less carbs. Yeah. Um, my always question was though, where's the gray area? Or where's the line between low carb and then keto? So, um, for the general consensus is that you want to stay under 50 grams of carbs per day. Okay. 50 grams. Um, and there's a range here. Some people who are super active and have a, a better uh, glucose metabolism, they can go up to 100 grams mm-hmm. and still be in ketosis. Okay. Most people can't. And then a lot of people who just want to be safe and make sure, and they're, they know that they're very sensitive, they'll go as low as 20 grams a day. Okay. Personally, I was usually fluctuating somewhere between 20 grams and 50 grams per day. Okay, cool. My carbohydrate intake. Nice. Yeah. All right. 20 to 50 grams. Wow. It's pretty low. That's pretty low. Yeah. I, I pretty have low. every 20 to 50 grams of carbohydrate. It's pretty low. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty low. That's low. That's low. That's, low. That's, low. That's really low. Yeah. Let uh, me just say that I, yeah. I'm not against carbohydrates. Okay. Carbohydrates are natural. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, you know, I, I personally get annoyed with people who are super keto and they, they try and batch carbs. Not all carbs are created equal. Okay. Um, and especially a lot of carbs have been manufactured and processed to be something that's a little bit worse. But mm-hmm. fruits and vegetables, that's all good. Yeah, right. that's Those all good. Carbohydrates. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think a lot of people, they get so afraid of carbs that they stop eating fruits too as well. Yeah. And that they think it's like... I'm eating too much fruit. That's the reason why I'm fat. So yeah. Let me, let me stop eating fruit. Yeah. They, they always say sugar. They're like, oh, it's a sugar. It's a sugar. But it's like, I'd rather you have that kind of sugar than right. You know, there's fiber in there, yeah. and then it's a lot more nutrients. Yeah. Right. Than Snickers, you know. Right. And that's that's a big thing. So when we talk about like insulin resistance, yeah. That's somebody who's been who probably has a predisposition for it, but they've also been abusing processed and refined carbohydrates, and those are the carbohydrates where. People have taken it and they've taken the fiber out. They've taken extra stuff out, mm-hmm. especially fiber, which tempers your insulin uh, and your your, um, your sugar reactions when you eat things. Yep. Um, and so they might actually develop something. Um, and it's kind of like like a drug tolerance or an alcohol tolerance, yeah. right? So when you start having like a beer, uh, if you've never drank before, you might get a buzz off of it. True. But if you do yeah. it every night, mm-hmm. then you need more. Yeah. You need more. And it's the right. same thing with insulin. So people keep spiking their insulin and they start to get into this cycle of their cells becoming tolerant to it, it builds up a resistance. And so bringing it back down, mm-hmm. uh, reducing your carbohydrate intake is gonna bring you, you know, back down to that level. And so for the ketogenic diet, most fruits are considered too much sugar. Okay. But that's just keto specific. I'm not against fruits, fruits are great. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, I understand. Yeah, I mean, I think sugar, especially in the morning for a lot of people, it's a terrible thing. Yeah. A lot of my clients that I work with, they. If they come in and train in the morning and they didn't have breakfast, they're like, oh my God, I can't train at all. Like, yeah. I need to have a, 
like some type of bread or in the morning that I usually have or I, I need to go to Dunkin' Donuts and pick up a donut yeah. just to get the sugar and, and, in order and to mostly, have the energy or else they just feel like, you know, yeah. it's really tired. And that's mostly because that's what they already do. Yeah. If you have sugar every morning, then your yeah. body's going to want sugar and expect sugar every morning. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, but you can train your body to be more fat adapted to not have to do that and then you're fine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So when somebody says, oh, I can't do it, yeah, you can't because right now you're having a donut every morning and your body craves that that sugar, that sugar, so that it can get through its day. But True. you don't need mm-hmm. to be that way. I understand, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what do you feel like is the, um, like is the benefits of keto? There's a lot of benefits to keto, and that's an emerging um, area of research right now. Mm-hmm. Let's just talk about weight loss itself. As yeah. far as weight loss, somebody who's in a ketogenic diet has, uh, based on one study recently, have up to three times more fat oxidation than mm-hmm. somebody not. So that's huge. Yeah. Um, practically speaking, uh, you get reduced hunger, uh, so you're not hungry as much, which brings your calorie intake down. True. It's always going to be good for weight loss. Yeah. Um, and because you're not dependent on sugar going up and down, mm-hmm. um, you don't have that the crash and the spike yeah. uh, kind of cycle, you're going to have better energy levels because they're smooth, mm-hmm. and also you're going to be uh, in a better mood. So, for example, you won't get hangry all the time. I got you. So, you, you know, everybody knows when they get hangry, they don't, they don't have their food, and they get all upset, and their yeah, mood gets yeah, whatever. Yeah. And that's really because their sugar has, has dipped, and they need it to get back up to a good place. Gotcha. So all these things are... Uh, people, people on a ketogenic diet find it much easier to maintain the diet right. because they don't have cravings, they don't have hunger, they're in a better mood, they have better mental clarity. Okay. Um, aside from that, there's actually a lot of indications that it could be good for sugar-based diseases, mm. diabetes, cancer, Alzheimer's. Sure, sure. So yes. sure, um, yeah. that's kind of outside of the scope of, of what we're talking about right now, but mm-hmm. it's an it's a emerging area of research that's really interesting. Sure, sure. That's sure. great. Um, in terms of, I guess... My question to you is, um, in terms of, I guess, social media. Sure. A lot of people look at these accounts, and I guess some, even some people I follow, like they try to market keto as like, as like the best diet out there. Um, yeah. Just my question to you is, what are your thoughts on people perceiving keto and the reason why they're getting onto keto? Yeah. Because a lot of them. They try to get on keto for a couple of weeks and then they lose the weight and then they think they could go back to their regular diet. Yeah. And yeah. then think they could keep uh, keep that weight off. So so the ketogenic diet isn't for everybody. Right. Um, and that's the most important thing because as individuals, we, we're all different. And so we're going to all react differently to food. Mm-hmm. As far as the ketogenic diet, there's, there's your food preferences. Like for example, if you're somebody who loves fatty foods already, it's going to be easy for you to maintain. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you're somebody who has like diabetes type one, it could be possibly be dangerous because mm-hmm. you might put yourself into ketoacidosis, which is something that you don't want. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, so it really depends on the person. If you're a power lifter, right. might not be a good idea right, right. to be on a ketogenic diet mm-hmm. um, because that's more anaerobic and that's a sugar-based energy system that you want to use. Sure, and now yeah. you're not, you don't have any sugar. Sure. But if you're like an ultra marathon runner mm-hmm. and you're completely endurance. There's, a, there's actually a new trend of people who love to be on keto because it feels like they, they, they never hit that wall. They can yeah. go forever. Yeah. I was going to, that's what I was, um, one of my questions was going to be is that um, like I've heard of athletic keto, like people who are on keto, but their, their carbs are a lot higher when yeah. it comes to their exercise. Yeah. Now, does that only pertain towards like those marathon runners or does it pertain to any other athletes? Uh, I, I think uh, more so 
sports that are more anaerobic based. Okay. Okay. Um, where you have to get a lot of energy, you have to use a lot of, of at, you know, at once mm-hmm. versus like this kind of uh, stamina endurance. Yeah. So like powerlifting, CrossFit, things like this that are, have a high intensity uh, factor, mm-hmm. you're you're gonna want to have some more carbs, mm-hmm. not only for the energy but also for uh, replenishment True. Uh, of yeah. glycogen and also for healing. Yeah. Um, whereas somebody who's just a marathon runner could be totally fine with like staying below 20 grams. Mm-hmm. But people who are powerlifters or people who are athletes who like to be uh, keto-ish, they can go as high as 100 maybe and still be in keto because they're still burning so many calories. Gotcha. So it really depends on what you're doing as an athlete or what your training is like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I always, for me, for dieting, I always believe in terms of total calories. Um, <laughs> I guess for people who are on keto, I've been waiting for this. I've been waiting for this question. <laughs> this is what the podcast. This is what's about. This is, this is, this is, this is the elephant in the room. <laughs> the elephant in the room. This is it. This is it. <laughs> for a lot of people who are on keto, that I've noticed is like, why don't they track their calories? Isn't... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, sure. if, if you're trying to, if your goal is to try to lean out and really trying to get your weight down. Why, why are you tracking your calories? Okay, so 100%. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying everyone needs to track calories. I know it's a lot of work. You have to do all the work and put it into an app sure. and, you know, look at the nutrition label and everything. Some people just want to eat with whatever is going to be good for them and eventually see that weight loss. Yeah. I'm saying if your goal is to get down to a certain weight and you're not seeing, like, you're seeing a plateau, why aren't you taking the step to track your calories? I mean, that's that's uh, just, it's a very subjective yeah. question um, because you have a well-formulated ketogenic diet, and okay. that's going to be somebody who takes into consideration their macros, yeah, yeah. who calculates their calories, yeah, yeah. and then you're going to have people who do what we refer to as lazy keto. Mm-hmm. Okay. So lazy keto is not tracking anything, and you're okay. just going based off your hunger. Okay. Now, because keto does have a tendency to lower your hunger levels and you eat less, you actually can put yourself into a caloric deficit and lose weight. And so even when you're not tracking, some people have great success on lazy keto. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you wanna be, like, if you really wanna be scientific about it, yeah, yeah, like tracking your percentages of macros and also looking at your caloric intake and balancing that is gonna give you the best results by far. But it takes some work (laughs) and people don't like to work. True, very Um, true. So most people, so what you're saying is most people would be on lazy keto rather than just tracking their most people I mean, you know, i think that's the perception they get yeah social media they look at sure. that and they say like well i could have a burger like all the fatty stuff and then i can still lose weight and mm-hmm. enjoy all this food right so and why it kind of feeds people's yeah. weaknesses in yeah. that way um, and also the ketogenic diet tends to attract I don't want to say lazy people because that's a generalization. Mm-hmm. But these are people who are probably not working out. They're probably really sedentary. And they're like, okay. oh. I mean, it's people who are probably frustrated with, like, everything else they've been trying. And they right. see this as a new opportunity to right. to finally make that change that they want. Mm-hmm. Right. And they hear right. people in the ketogenic community saying, I never tracked my calories. I never tracked yeah, my yeah, macros. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I've lost, like, mm-hmm. 50 yeah. pounds. Yeah, yeah. And people are like, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, yeah. And like it could work for some people, and it yeah. worked for me. Most of my ketogenic career has been lazy keto, and okay. I've I've lost a, okay. s- a significant amount of body fat. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, but I, one thing that I learned from Terry Terry here is what he's always said to me is like, oh, someone says, oh, I lost fifty pounds from, you know, from being on keto, or I never tracked my meals from being on keto, or tracked my macros, and then most of the people, all they care about is the scale anyway. Sure. So, I mean. At the end of the day, eating less calories would just result to that anyway, you know. So I don't. So in a way, it's like, is it really keto or is it just eating less? You know, which. So there's there's two factors here. Um, there's your hormones, 
which you want to mm -hmm. be optimized, mm -hmm. and then there's also a caloric deficit. Mm -hmm. So interestingly enough, if you guys ever have a chance, whoever's watching this, to pick up the book The Obesity Code by Dr. Fung, who mm -hmm. also wrote The Complete Guide to Fasting, yeah. okay. um, he talks about an experiment with some diabetics, and they were, they were taking um, exogenous insulin uh, injections, so they were getting insulin. Mm -hmm. And all of them, they had a, a pretty high dose of insulin that mm -hmm. they were taking every day, and all of them were on a caloric deficit and all of them gained weight mm -hmm. because of the extra insulin. Mm -hmm. So that's really interesting and shows that although uh, calories in, calories out is super important, it's not necessarily the only factor okay. that leads to weight loss. Okay. Um, and so what it seems like is you can possibly be in a caloric deficit and not lose weight, but I've never heard of somebody who's eating more calories losing weight than they're supposed to. It's, it's actually kind of interesting if you think about it. Um, so you I mean, I guess those people who are losing weight in a caloric deficit, is it because of their macro breakdown? Like, let's say they're really carb sensitive and you're giving them all this insulin. Right. Their body is not reacting properly. Exactly. Too. So it's, it's two things, right? Uh, when you, you know, all the foods on the ketogenic diet have a very low glycemic index and a low glycemic load. True. And that's going to sensitize your insulin. And the more sens sensitized you are with insulin, the more fat you're going to burn generally. Mm -hmm. But you do still need to be in a caloric deficit to reap that effect. Yeah, so right. you want both of those two factors to align. Optimize your hormones and then put yourself in a caloric deficit. Yeah. I remember when you also, uh, um, on social media, you advertised the, uh, well, not advertised, but you talked about the uh, magic pill. Yeah. I never got a chance to watch the movie. Yeah. Um, but give me your take on the movie and what you feel like you learn from it and like how do you feel like it could benefit it was a really interesting um documentary um and it tracked several different several different uh groups of people one of them was a diabetic one of them uh was an autistic child mm -hmm. um one of them was just for weight loss um diabetes and so we, we tracked all of them though there's also an aboriginal uh, indigenous uh like tribe that they were also following. Mm -hmm. And these people, and I, I forget where, I have to watch it again, but they were getting a lot of goodies from the mainland and it was like all processed stuff. It was like soda. They were giving their kids soda all the time, giving yeah. them all sugar treats mm -hmm. because they thought that bringing, you know, they don't really have too much of a connection to the outer world. So they thought that they were bringing in good things. This is how, how I treat my kids. All of them had like diabetes, it was crazy. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, the, the Alzheimer kid, he, he got a lot better on the ketogenic diet. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. the, the person on the, on the diabetes, she got off all of her insulin shots by the end of the documentary. Yeah. And the person who was gaining a lot of weight uh, had lost a lot of weight by the end of the documentary. So you, you have these different applications all um, kind of solved by the ketogenic diet. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say that there's no other diet out there that could have helped them. Yeah, yeah. But this was a, specifically a keto a keto documentary and so the magic pill here is the ketogenic diet and yeah. how it can really help improve your your health and your health markers mm -hmm. uh, in a lot of different ways true right. it was a pretty good documentary yeah i mean I, I love i like keto that in the sense that all the benefits that it brings uh, but at the same time i think people don't really s see the sustainability factor sure. in terms of when it comes to keto like they think like i could do this there's no problem like i could do this for for years like yeah. it won't it won't be an issue sure and then once they get into it they they really realize like it's actually hard for them to not eat carbs. Yeah, and so for a long period of time. So you're gonna find, I've I've seen both sides of the yeah. aisle on that. Um, and so there you can find ketogenic forums and communities and Facebook groups where people have been keto for years. Yeah. And the reason they love it is because it's so sustainable to them. They're never hungry. Oh, they really? never have cravings. Okay. They're great. But yeah. then there's also a whole population where they don't 
and yeah, they yeah. don't like it. Yeah. And so again, the ketogenic diet isn't for everyone. It can be the magic pill for some people in some situations, yeah, yeah. but so can other diets that are yeah. really healthy for other people, yeah. given their situation. Yeah. So it really depends. You can't generalize. And, and unfortunately, in the ketogenic diet, you have all these keto enthusiasts, these ketoers, that they love to say, oh, calories don't matter. Oh, yeah. keto is the, is the end-all, be-all diet, and that's not true in that, you know, calories in, calories out doesn't matter, and that really bothers me. But, yeah. you know, usually the most outspoken people are usually a little off. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah. Very true, yeah. You kind of find that. Yeah, we have someone, you know, we have someone who close to us who, who actually did it, like, um, you know, our friend uh, Chris, he did it for maybe, like, two months, maybe, three yeah. months. And he saw a lot of benefit from it as far as, like, you know, just looking at him physically, you saw yeah. a lot of weight loss. And he didn't necessarily lose a lot of strength in it as well. He actually, like, you know, probably maintained the same amount of strength. Yeah. So, in that benefit of, like, uh, as far as, like, you know, because I thought that, like, if you t- were on keto, then it would be good for, like, a quick fix of somebody wanting to go on a vacation and feel like, okay, sure. like some, well, some people could use it as, as that as well. Like, I'm going on a vacation, I have a wedding coming up, I can use this diet as for, sure. you know, a quick fix kind of thing. Sure. Where I've seen where, where when Chris did it, it actually worked for him in that short amount of time. Yeah. So I think if to someone, if that's someone's goal, where if they just want to look good for one day or two days, whatever, on a vacation or a week, whatever, then that's also a way of using it as well. I mean, there's nothing wrong with using a, using a diet or whatever your goal is sure. as that kind of like as that kind of like uh, you know, for goal in the future. You know, uh-huh. like. I feel like that's also one benefit from it as well. You know, like sure. I've seen, you know, like I said, I've seen Chris do it, but he felt as though he couldn't be on it forever simply because he just felt like oh, his whole life, partly because he has kids and he can't, you know, be on that diet forever where his kids have like, you know, want certain things where he just can't really like put his life in that at the same time have his kids, you know, eat a certain way as well. Sure. You know, it's yeah. not, it's not, it's not Lifestyle, as easy. logistically, it's kind of difficult. Yeah, logistics not difficult because most people aren't going to do that with you. You know, right. if you have a family, if you have, you know, if you have family, it's not the same. You know, you have to be, have someone have be on board with you with it, you know? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a good point. I mean, the ketogenic diet taps into ketosis, which is something that we have built into our biology. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's a tool. It's a tool like anything else that you would use to get towards a better place with your health and with your fitness and you can use it and you know as far as like a quick fix on the one hand listen as soon as you drop your carbs you're gonna you're gonna get rid of water weight Mm -hmm. so for somebody who's super bloated it's already gonna give them that benefit on the other hand becoming fat adapted takes like fully fat adapted takes weeks and months and so in that sense it's not a quick fix um, and no matter what diet you're on, keto or, or, or not, if you're going to do it for a short period of time, you're going to eat like crap, and then you're going to eat keto, and then you're going to eat like crap again, you're going you're gonna to gain all the weight back. Mm-hmm. That, that happens, happens with anything, right? So lifestyle is pretty important. But if you know what you're doing, you can use it as a, as a quick fix. Um, but you really kind of have to have some guidance. Most people really don't know what they're doing, True. to be honest with you. I got you. Yeah. So, so Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, you have another question? Yeah, so what's good. the next step for you? So the next step for me, you know, uh, so I don't know if you guys probably know, but currently I'm not on keto. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. why, that's why. Uh, sorry. <laughs> the guy who pre- preaches keto is not on keto. So, so listen, I still love keto. I'm all about keto. Um, it's, a, it's a big part of my life. Yeah. But I'm learning to moderate. So because okay. of uh, the fact that I'm, I'm doing more intense or that I was doing more intense exercise, I think I was too low on my carbs. I okay. actually developed some injuries and they, they didn't heal. Right. And I really feel like I just needed more glycogen. Now that I'm off keto, they're starting to heal. Okay. Um, but for me, 
I think the biggest takeaway is that I'm learning to treat carbohydrates with a greater amount of respect. Okay. That yeah. is that now I'm starting to take them in and around my workouts. Um, so like on day pre and post, pre and post. Okay. So pre for the energy, post for the for the healing, for the recovery. Mm -hmm. And on days that I'm not, I'm keeping it a lot closer to keto. Okay. Um, so it's more of a targeted keto approach. Right. Um, so I'm taking the concepts of the ketogenic diet and I'm basically evolving it mm -hmm. um, to be better for my lifestyle. Mm -hmm. it's, we don't need to be extreme, all keto or not keto. Yeah, yeah. There, there is there is some middle ground here to find what works. But I think one of the biggest takeaways is that people abuse carbohydrates. And if you can learn, you know, carbohydrates are energy. That's what they're good for, yeah. Yeah. right? So if you're not using it, right. you're sedentary. Not, yeah, if you're not active, you're not working out, you're gonna you don't need problems. to eat all these. You don't need, you don't need right? it. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. so mm -hmm. for somebody like me, you know, on the days where I do heavy lifts or whatever, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take more carbs mm -hmm. because my body wants that. On the days that I'm not, I'm not going to. Yeah. And that's that's basically it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so you kind of adapt it to fit your lifestyle. Yeah, I've seen you, you know, lift in the past. And then <laughs> I didn't, wasn't aware of the injuries or how severe they were, you yeah. know, so when I see you work out now and I'm like, I don't see what I used to see you right. working out. So it was like, yeah. what, so I was wondering what happened and like, how did it happen? And then you was explained to me, okay, like your knee was bothering you and then you were on keto as well. So, yeah, you know, the, obviously, yes, I understand now, like the healing process doesn't necessarily happen the same way if you sure. aren't, if you aren't taking out as many carbs. Well, the, the ketogenic diet is super, it's very anti-inflammatory, mm -hmm. right? It brings your inflammation levels down, which is great for so many people right. uh, who are in situations where they have chronic inflammation. Mm -hmm. But inflammation is also a healthy part of the healing process. Mm -hmm. So whenever you have an injury, um, there's an inflammatory response and the blood rushes to that area and the nutrients come. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, it's kind of the same thing. They say that you shouldn't take like an ibuprofen after your workout because that's gonna minimize your healing. Yeah. You need that inflammatory response. And now glycogen plays a huge role in that inflammatory response. Mm -hmm. um, and so here I was powerlifting, I was squatting 400 plus, deadlifting 400 plus, which was great. Mm -hmm. And then I started having pain and it wouldn't go away. Mm -hmm. Then I started getting pain in my shoulder and it hasn't gone away. And But they have been within my ketogenic career. So okay. I started to think, hey, maybe I need to start upping my glycogen mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, or replenishing those levels and having more sugar. And now I am. And now they're both starting to heal, which is really interesting. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that was a big lesson for me. Yeah, I learned sure. the hard way that yeah. carbohydrates are pretty important, especially, you know, given a situation where you're more anaerobic with your training. Mm -hmm. um, do, you, do you pick certain kind of carbs you eat now? Or yeah. Or are they all... Right. So I still want to pick pick carbohydrates that are lower on the glycemic index and glycemic load. So carbohydrates that have a lot of fiber <laughs> attached to it are going to be good. So like bread, I'm sticking with like Ezekiel bread. Okay. Um, yeah. With rice, brown rice is going to be better. Quinoa is going to be better. Right. Uh, sweet potato is probably one of the best things you can have as far as starchy carbs. True. Um, okay. To not spike your insulin or your sugar, but also to heal at the same time. Mm -hmm. uh, and fruit. Okay. Uh, when I want that like quick, when I want that quick sugar yeah, yeah. Um, for after a workout or before a workout, fruit fruit's the way to go. Especially if you juice it up, it's like for sure, yeah. crazy amount of sugar. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I like that. Yeah. Because I want to be able to visualize that again, you know. Yeah. You know, we, uh, you know, we always, we always joke around, you know, it was like, you know, it was always like when I see, it was like, what is Jared doing? You know, I see like these blue things on his arms. And I'm like, what's going on? BFR straps. BFR straps on his arms. So I'm like, what's going on? So, you know, it's like. I'd like to see that again, you know, because I feel like the road to where wherever you have to go as far as like your uh, fitness level, um, there's still time to grow with that. Of course. And then there's and then with the injuries happening, it's a little bit of a setback. Yeah. So 
the fact that you are implementing carbs again, now you're going to be able to work out a little harder, yeah. you know, in the you know in the future. You know? Yeah, I'm excited to get back to lifting. For sure, but yeah. look, growth is part of everything, right? We got to yeah. keep growing. We can't mm-hmm. be um, we can't be put in a box. True. This is this is yeah, the truth, yeah. and there's nothing else. And yeah. I'll be honest, like I, I I was drinking the Kool Aid for a little while, and I was like carbs. <laughs> when I first started, I was like carbs are evil, yeah, yeah. and I have to stay in keto. Yeah. But I'm um, I'm growing and I'm learning, yeah. and and that's good for me. It's not just good for me; it's good for my clients. And actually, I've seen a ripple effect. I've seen some of the trainers here. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Jeff or Chris implement concepts in the ketogenic diet um, yeah. so like oh during the first part of the day I'll only eat you know like fats and I'll, I'll keep my carbs low and then towards my workouts kind of what I'm doing now uh, have a lot more carbs mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. and so it's becoming a little more understandable but it's also becoming a little bit more normalized as far as not being too extreme when you take these concepts and apply yeah. them to your situation yeah you can definitely normalize it I feel like you yeah know, you can definitely implement it to everything there's so many different diets out there <laughs> that they all have their benefits but you know all of them have their place in everything. Exactly. Right everything has a time and a place. The ketogenic diet has a lot to offer the general fitness and health community, mm-hmm. but we need to learn what that time and what that place is. True. To apply. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think a lot of people just need to find, like you said, the right time and place and yeah. learn how to use the tools that are out there. Mm-hmm. A lot of people just see one method as being the one and only method to achieve their results, but there's plenty of methods out there. Yeah. Same thing with training, right? There's a lot of different ways, a lot of different exercises. Uh, that's what makes I think make fitness awesome because you can just choose the path you want to go on. Exactly. Whatever you enjoy doing the most, and you can still achieve the same result at the end. So someone next to you who did something I, completely different. I mean, I know it's cliche, but you got to do what works for you. Right. Everybody says that. Yeah. Find the diet that works for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Find the training uh, regimen that you like, that you enjoy, yeah, yeah. and it keeps you on this lifestyle. Yeah. Do what works for you. And yeah, yeah. what works for you might not work for me. Everybody's different. Yeah. You got to remember that. Yeah. Our friend, our friend uh, Fernando, he said that. Um, he said that our training, we've been training for so long that we're allowed to try different diets because mm. our body has adapted to so much different different things that we're allowed to just try being a vegan, being keto. And we also have the discipline. I think as trainers, well, yeah. we know sure. that we have to do this for a while in order yeah. to see results. We can't just say, I'm doing this for a week and then change to something else. Yeah. 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 No, that's true. We're, we're kind of a special population. Yeah. <laughs> we kind of use ourselves as guinea pigs. True. Yeah. But that's better for our clients because we learn. We mm-hmm. learn what, what the time and the place is for certain diets and certain training regimens yeah you know? beginning pigs for diets programs everything you know it's so it's like you said we we learn more and then when our clients come in we can just feed them more information and then it just snowballs from there you know their benefit exactly. sure yeah all right so i'd like to take this time uh charity you could have your plug in here as you can talk about conform fitness yes uh, <laughs> I know you have a website, you have an Instagram page, so sure. anything you want to say, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, you can find my website. It's up. It's still a work in progress, but it's conformyourself.com. You know, um, what conforming is, is to yeah. take a certain shape and through a process mold it into another particular shape. Mm-hmm. And so what I want to do with my clients is through diet and through nutrition and through different training stimuli is change them to be conformed to that image that they want to look like compared to how they are. Gotcha. And whether it's looking a certain way or having your body function a certain way, right. um, whether it's functional or whether it's diet related, uh, that's my burden as far as helping people. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can follow me on, on Instagram. Uh, it's conform underscore fitness. Um, and you can follow me at uh, Conform Fitness uh, as far as Facebook. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm mostly looking to, go, to get into the online world. Um, I can okay. help more people that way. Yeah. I don't have to keep trading my time for hours in that way. And, and I'm excited to bring more of the knowledge that I've accrued by using myself as a guinea pig to more people and helping them meet their uh, particular problems and meet their needs. I got you. Um, yeah. That's awesome. All right. Like All right. Uh, we'll conclude this podcast here today. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. And I hope you guys enjoyed our guest here, Jared, on the show. 
uh, in the future, we'll probably have him back on here again uh, for different topics and uh, different ideas. Uh, and we'll try to bring in different guests and hope you guys like this type of format. And um, that concludes today's podcast. We'll see you in the next one.